publisher. It was a tabletop game, and then they converted it to Live-action roleplay is, it is a style of game very similar to tabletop. You build or create a character to input into this story, this genre. And the stories are, the game or activity is run by storytelling staff, uh, the HST or head ST, uh, and then usually um, one or two ASTs, assistant storytellers, uh, that help the head storyteller to get the main overall plot idea for them put out to the players. Um, and the the premise of this the this, this style of game that this is is like a mix between improv acting, um, much like d d or uh, Shadowrun if you were doing like a tabletop or if you're doing vampire or even werewolf genre. There's multiple genres within LARP that can happen. Uh, there are several books published uh, from White Wolf, uh, from Mind's Eye Theater. There's also, I think, Onyx Path, which is another publishing company that provides books for various versions, editions for Vampire the Masquerade specifically. The other genres include fairies or fae um werewolves wraiths or, or ghosts uh spirits pretty much you can kind of find a genre and it's there's probably a book on it and what's interesting about larp and what's interesting about the genres that they've chosen is they're all kind of centered towards uh fantastical sort of mythological purposes which is something that I really enjoy because I love myths. I love stories. I love mysteries. Um, and I, as a kid did acting and I've enjoyed improv and doing acting and, and acting on stage and coming up with a character, coming up with an idea, portraying that character, playing someone or something different other than myself. And although I don't think I'm always the best, cause I don't think most people do think that they're the best. Uh, I don't know. You might think you're the best. You might think you're the hottest thing since sliced bread. Uh, but I ain't getting any contracts for a movie anytime soon. That I can tell you. But you, you, you put on this character and you portray them in real time, making decisions or, or saying, you know, with unscripted doing what you think the character would do. Um, and again, very much comparable to its predecessors in tabletop uh, with not just the vampire genre, but again, if you were in another fantasy based, such as Dungeons and Dragons, um, you know, you're making a call as to what your character is going to do. And there's generally an overarching plot that, that the storytellers have, have said, you know, in this particular chronicle or this particular session, this is the overall plot and we'll see what the characters do with it. And this can be done, uh, generally this can be done within, you know, an independent setting where, you know, you guys do it for an evening or two, or you can do it as an overall long-term thing for months. A lot of, for example, if you were playing tabletop and a lot of D&D players, if you are familiar, will do six-month campaigns, you know, different every time you play, you get together for three, four hours and you pick a particular campaign or scenario and you run it out and 
at the end of that scenario, you, you know, earn XP for what you've done. Uh, you may possibly not have a character. You may have to roll another character for the next portion of the campaign or for that, you know, if it's a separate campaign, separate, you know, the separate meeting. I particularly play in what's called One World by Night, which is a worldwide organization across multiple countries, uh, numerous states, numerous countries that are networked together. And that networking uh, provides a larger scale of incidents happening. So you have games. I'm a storyteller for Carpe Noctum, which is a Cleveland, Ohio-based game. We actually, we... Now, the game physically takes place in Euclid at a Masonic temple, but the fictional jurisdiction of where things can happen for our game with the org that we have control over is Sandusky... Cleveland area. We also have jurisdiction with other multiple counties uh, because there aren't games existing there. So if somebody wanted to, you know, if we had a player who wanted to create a game in Euclid, we have the county jurisdiction to go, hey, look, you know what, that's fine. You can be a satellite game for us and then eventually get your own status. There's there's a bunch of politics involved in it. And that's that's kind of, you know, you have any large organization and it's a nonprofit organization. Um, but you have any organizational standards or rules, you kind of got to follow that. But regardless of that, we're, what I I'm, what I'm want to get to is what LARPing is. Uh, back in the early, or I would say the late, late 90s, early 2000s, I got involved with a game uh, called Cleveland by Night, which was run by several friends of mine who eventually became my friends. I didn't know them at the time. I had friends who had been going to this. They brought me in, and then I've gotten to know so many people over the years um, through various independence games, independent games that took there, but also through the larger org that my current game is a part of. But LARPing is this this idea, this this theatrical endeavor to take that world and have it play out. And... I've done it for so long because I enjoy the ability to be creative in that sense and take the character that I've created and see where it goes, see what, what my actions, what consequences and explore the world of vampire, the masquerade, um, as well as various other, um, genres, because there is, again, like I said, there's werewolves though. They do interact to an extent with vampire, uh, genre, fey genre can interact with the vampire genre. There's a lot of cross genre opportunities to a certain extent, um, and it's really dependent on how you want to run your game. Now, typically, uh, an independent game has more of a leeway when it comes to the stories that it tell. The staff can kind of come up with what they want to do on a bigger scale. If they're planning on running this game for an extended period of time, they come up with their larger plot, they, they you know, decide what they want to do, which can be different than, for say, in the org with my current game because we, we can do plots that we want to do, but there are certain standards and rules and genres that, and coordinators of those genres that we have to kind of follow suit to what has been established. That may seem like it's off-putting, but uh, it's just to try and keep things balanced 
in a larger world so that you're not, you know, there's, there's, there's a fair, even playing ground. Um, doesn't always work. Sometimes it does. Sometimes it doesn't it just, you know, personal, personal tastes and, and opinions are, are going to happen. But LARPing is overall a game. Here are the things, you know, here, here's this world set apart with these, you know, this story, this major story. Uh, and, and for, for example, I have a character um, who has been around, been playing the same character for over 12 years. Um, now his clan is Toreador, and he is what is called an Anarch. Uh, Anarchs are a sect that don't really want the structure of the Camarilla sect, which is very stern, very privileged, very, um, you know, it's very much structured kind of like the old school hierarchy. There is a Justicar, there is uh, Prince's, there's a very regal sense of structure to it um, and organization. And that organization has a certain set of rules that have to be followed for you to be part of that sect. Um, where my character is an anarch, we don't really have that rule. We have certain, con- certain we have a couple of conventions or rules with that sect uh, or understandings with that sect that we, you know, should try to follow. But we also mess with them because we don't really like structure. Uh, my character particularly is is uh, what, what would be called a reformer, which is I don't agree with that structure. I don't want to sacrifice my libertas, but I know that there's responsibility in being part of a larger, you know, group. So there are certain responsibilities that, you know, certain things where like my character personally is, you know, yeah, we should probably not just go around doing stupid stuff that's going to bring a lot of attention where there are other members of the Anarchs where they could care less, you know, um, depending on their personal influence. And what makes building these characters and building this world very interesting is that you can add so many levels and there are so many complexities to building this character. You know, yes, I'm a Toreador and there's certain things with being a Toreador and having flaws and having um, certain advantages then there's being part of the certain sect and there's flaws that there's disadvantages and advantages to that. But then there's also the personal building of that character where you're talking about their nature, who they are, how they act, uh, what set of morals and ethics do they have and really fleshing out that character um, to then interact with this world. Um, now, some people aren't, going to like that. Some people are going to say, well, it's not my big thing. It's not the thing I want to do. And that's fine. And, 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 and typically if that's, you know, if, if doing all of that isn't fun, fun for you, then most insuredly, you're probably not going to do it. Uh, but if you are a creative person, if you like theater, if you like improv, if you like role playing, um, this is kind of something that you may find interest to. And, and, and if you, do find interest there's plenty of sources out there if you if you want to look into the org you can look up one world by night you there's uh my game is carpe noctum there is there's a plethora of games and there's different types of larps um now i'm talking particularly about one example of larping which is vampire the masquerade but there are also things that are boffer larps 
uh, which use foam weapons as part of that LARPing experience where there's a separate system for, you know, for instance, gauging, engaging in combat, you know, or uh, if your buffer LARP is more of a magic fantasy type, then engaging using magic or, you know, uh, spells or anything like that. There's certain rules and, and sets and configurations, and those, those systems will outline those for you. But what, what I love, to me, LARPing brings to the table as a game or, or an activity to do is that ability to build this character and you have control of the actions. Now I'm I'm a big video game guy. I love video games, and 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 to an ex, you know to a certain extent, you control the what you do with your character in those games, but you don't really control. You know, there's cutscenes. There's things where that'll happen, and and that can happen in 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 uh, that can happen in LARPs. But a, nine out of ten times, whatever you, whatever decision you're going to make you're going to make and it's going to happen where in a lot of video games there's you know um or or even just regular board games where there's this certain set of rules you you know you you can only take so many actions or make so many decisions to where it not really as creative as you'd like it to be um i also like the the physically you know much like a cosplayer being able to put on you know uh certain clothing or certain props for a character to designate this as this character um it's a creative taste that if you like it you like it if you and if you like it you'll understand it if you don't like it and you don't understand it then you know that's that's that but what's really 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 intense and really cool is the interactions and that you can have and the people you get to meet. One of the things that has always kept me coming back to LARP is not just the mechanics of the game and, and, and the story that is created with it in the genre, but it's also the people. Um, and you, you start to get to meet very like-minded people who, you know, friendships really formed i have friends now that i have known for over over 20 years that i met because i started larping and that's really why we why you know anybody really does any kind of thing like they do a tabletop or they do you know they meet friends online and on games and they form really good friendships or they can form long lasting friendships uh, because of that mutual interest. But LARPing is a, in any genre that you play, is that personification of that story, that personification of those fantasy that you want to bring forward. And I think that there are people who don't quite understand how that's fulfilling. And for me personally, it's fulfilling because I myself like telling stories uh now i am not i don't write books i don't write fantasy blogs but i do like to tell a story and the way that i like to tell a story is by portraying that story it just brings it to life for me and gives me something tangible to to 
hold in my hand and say this cool thing and this cool thing. Now, there are obviously things that you can't necessarily do. As, as for instance, uh, you know, vampires have powers called disciplines. One of them, for example, uh, my character being Toreador has celerity. Celerity is a base understanding and, and, and not getting into the whole technical thing. But essentially, if you have celerity, you have the ability to spend your power, which is a blood trait, to make your body move really fast. Uh, and there are various levels, one through ten. Most PCs, or most player characters, um, are only going to use, are only going to be able to, by the LARP rules, generally only go up to about five or six. And they, each power level can give you some creative things. So for instance, you know, uh, Celerity 1 gives you Alacrity, which just means that your, when you activate it, your speed is fast enough that you go, that you can take an action before the set combat rounds. Um, You know, whether there's, uh, and it's, it's purely a physical thing. Uh, your body is physically moving faster. Level two, you can get a follow-up action, you know, so it, uh, you're moving fast enough that not only can you initial or normal action before that round, but before the, everybody else's normals, but then you also have an action you can take afterwards. So the each discipline has multiple levels, and those levels are specifically anchored out into what they can and can't do and what powers they provide you or what effects they provide you. Now, those guidelines or those powers are something that are part of the general rules that say, like a storyteller will tell you, you know, if you try to say, well, I have, you know, I have celerity too, so I can do, th- I'm going to attempt this cool thing. The storytellers are going to be they're the relegators of rules. They're going to be the enforcers of the rules, much like you would if you were doing, say, a tabletop campaign and you were going to try and do X, you know, with with uh, you want to roll dice to do X on your sheet. Um, and the, the DM, in the case of tabletop, the dungeon master in, in D&D or in LARP, in the case, the storyteller can tell you, well, you know, this is what the rule says, so you can't do it. And again, those those rules are there to make it fair and equal play. It doesn't seem like it's always the case, and people will argue that it's not always the case. But that's, you know, like any hobby, that's you have the back and forth of well, this rule. How is this the spirit of the rule versus how it was written? Was it written well? Does it need to be clarified? So on and so forth. But continuing on, the, the uh, those abilities and those powers you know, make what you are as a vampire in the world. A vampire and vampire in the world of darkness are a supernatural beings that are not your traditional sense of a vampire. Um, there are, for example, certain flaws that you can put on your character that could reflect that. You know, if you want to play a character that is seen as the traditional vampire where uh, they can't see the reflection in a mirror, they can't cross running water... There are flaws that can do that. Um, But not every flaw that a vampire has that you would see normally on like a movie or in a book are flaws that you have to have. Now, there are certain ones that are true within the genre that you would see it. And, you know, if you were to look up what are the, the, the weaknesses of a vampire, for instance, in White Wolf in World of Darkness, 
much like you know from the movies, sunlight is a bad thing. You will take damage and you can die from sunlight. But, you know, as an example, uh, again, uh, not seeing your own reflection in a mirror if you were a vampire. Well, that's not true for every vampire. There is a specific supernatural flaw that, that you could put on your sheet to reflect that. I could talk for years and years and years about vampire and answer questions and 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 go on about the different nuances and and integrities of vampire and that's just because i love that genre i love the werewolf genre as well i love the phase genre i love pretty much any most of the genres i love and i enjoy mages um but vampire is the one that i have endured longest for me uh just because i like kind of the depth of play and personal interactions that you can have as a vampire but what you need to understand about larping to see if you're interested is ask yourself a few questions um do you enjoy tabletop games like D&D, shadow run do you enjoy improv do you enjoy any kind of acting or stage performance do you enjoy fantasy Things dealing with supernatural, magic, vampires, werewolves. These are things that if you do enjoy, there is a LARP for it. And what I'm going to do uh, with this episode is I'm going to put links to the website for OWBN. I'm going to put links for my game, Harpy Noctum, here in, in Cleveland. game physically takes place in Euclid. Um, and they'll be there for people to, to kind of look at. Um, you can also look up White Wolf, and I can probably put a link in. I'll probably have a link attached to the description as well. For lack of a more in-depth way of putting it, the way that I always describe it is it's improv acting with a story. It's like an unscripted play. You know, you make you make the decisions that you think your character would make, and then you have a sheet and you have mechanics and rules that will tell you what you can do within that world power wise uh, but the choices that you make and how that character interacts with other people is solely based on how you want that to happen and how you see the character would have it happen and there's a lot of good stories that can be created out of that much like D D. Uh, you know, you could have a great campaign in D&D and then if you wanted to, turn it into a story. You know, a written story. Turn it into a book. Write it down. I'm not saying to do that, but just the concept of some of those interactions that you just kind of make as your character's going. You go, wow, you know what? That that makes actually a really cool story. I've had a lot of different ideas over the years about different things you can do within, my, within our genre of vampire Um some of them I've done, some of them I, I don't. Some of them can be fantastic. Some of them can be, you know, really bad. It, it's all dependent on who your storytellers are and and what they, you know, what they come up with. But to me, if you want to enjoy a good time like that, you want to enjoy and you enjoy those type of, you enjoy those type of activities uh, as a hobby, LARPing would be would be something I think you would find very interesting. It's definitely, you know, it's very diverse. It's very, very open. Um, it's much like any hobby. You get a hobby and you get, you know, you get people who all love the same thing. It, it forms a really good community, which is one of the reasons why being part of the org is so nice um, for our game. Because there's a lot of people around our 
area and other places, other states, and that we, you know, we get to form those relationships with based on this hobby. So, yeah, so I just wanted to uh, give you kind of a basic understanding or, or a basic premise. I, I, I could probably go, like I said, way more in depth, uh, but I wanted to give you a general idea of what it is and and my opinion of it and i think i think like you know you will find if the if the things i've mentioned previously cosplaying uh improv acting stage acting things like that that you would enjoy this as a hobby and it it would be a really good time for you and you know let you know that there's something out there available to you that that does do that and that's something that you know, would be maybe something you want to look at. Hopefully you all enjoyed the show and remember as always check out for next Monday. We'll have our episode coming up. I'll be announcing the topic and later, you know, after the release of this episode and, uh, thanks for stopping by and listening. And, uh, as always much love and, uh, catch you in the next one.